So, yeah, as we mentioned before we went to that that break, uh, only 18% of South African grade 4 children can read for meaning. This is according to the reading panel report and study. The report also found that about 60% of children have not learned most of the letters of the alphabet by the end of grade 1. And on the line, we've got Nangomso, Mtsatse, CEO of Fundawande. Good to have you on the show, Nangomso. Thank you so much for joining us on Radio 2000. Hi, Glenn. It's good to be back. Yes. Um, and hello to the listeners. Yes, hello to you, Nangomso. Hello to you yes. two times. <laughs> yes. So, firstly, tell us more about the reading panel and the, the, the work you've been tasked to do? Sure. So um, the reading, uh, the reading National Reading Panel, um, or is uh, a group of what they are calling eminent South Africans, although mm. we're all eminent, yes. um, <laughs> that was called together by our former president, um, Dr. Pumzilam Nabunduka, um, last year. So the first time that we met, um, it was in 2022. And her rationale um, in calling together this group of, of, of experts and influential individuals in the society was exactly to that state, to that um, statistics that you called out in the beginning of the call. Mm. You know, eight, uh, 78% of kids in South Africa cannot read for many, mm. right? Uh, that's a large, now that is a large, large, large uh, percentage, and it is predominantly in your known free slash disadvantaged um, areas mm, or mm. very poor schools. So the former deputy president was, of course, very concerned about this, uh, pulled us together to say we need to start doing something about this urgently. How do I leverage my networks and people around me into ensuring that reading uh, remains the epic priority for the education system and I think most importantly for the South African society as a whole? Um, and I think uh, in, in, in working closely uh, with the former president in setting this uh, reading panel up, it's also going to say that, um, you know, if we don't deal with this matter now, what is the type of future South African that we are building? You know, if kids mm. are, 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 are basically falling at the first hurdle, what about things like youth unemployment? What, are, what about things about uh, developing skills uh, for a growing econom- uh, economy in, in the country? So really she pulled us together to say we need to start tackling this angle from all perspectives, from education, from religion. You'll see we have people that are coming from the media background. We've got people coming from businesses, investments, and, and universities, and et cetera. And really it's to try to leverage and to, to, to amplify this need to make this a priority for the country. So take us through some of the findings and what they mean uh, for our country. Okay, so, I mean, what does it mean when 80%, uh, when only 18% of the kids in the country can uh, that know the letters of the alphabet uh, mm. at the end of grade, grade, grade one, right? As you know, Glenn, is that education is the key to success of everything. Mm. Reading in particular, it almost plays a multifaceted role in our being an active citizen. If I cannot read, I cannot do a simple thing like complete a a form, Mm. for instance. Uh, If I cannot read, I won't be able to do maths 
robotics and all of these uh, four IR skills that many uh, politicians are advocating for. If I cannot do basic literacy and numeracy, how must I be an active participant in the economy? So at least from where I'm standing, it's like, it almost seems like reading literacy is a contraceptive for all of some of the issues that we're seeing in our society today. So it almost feels like we need to get on it and we need to get on it as in yesterday. So that's the first point. Secondly, is that as an education sector, most of our priorities, our efforts, um, go towards the grade 11 metric results, right? Year in, year out, there's massive uh, media attention and massive interventions that government does in ensuring that kids pass their NCS grade 12 uh, results. What we're saying is that you can't... Uh, one, it's a resource, it's, it's, it's probably waste. We probably can use those resources uh, more, more effectively if we intervene from the beginning. You know, you don't, you don't um, uh, kind of what they're saying about curing the symptom rather actually getting to the cause um, and focusing at uh, an intervention at the end of one schooling exit period where they've got all of these other post-metric opportunities that they should be going in. It's probably farther too late. So what we're saying is that if you start uh, and addressing the root problem right in the beginning, you are highly most likely to then have to spend less and intervene less at a later stage. Almost like building, uh, building a house. Uh, the, uh, the, the HOD of Western Cape mm. yesterday at the reading panel to say, you don't build a house from the roof, you build it from the foundation, and exactly that. So uh, not getting this right, from, and when I talk about foundation phase, I'm referring to grade R to grade 3. Um, you are highly likely to be spending much more to try and fix the issue later on. Okay. Are these findings specific to um, a particular language or subject? So, I mean, good question. So the 78% kids that cannot read for meaning um, in South Africa, it is predominantly uh, through the African languages. So mm. there's an assessment that we take as a country every four years called the Pearl, the Progress in International Reading Literacy Study. And basically this study... Uh, to some extent, gives us some diagnostic test of how well our curriculum or our education system is doing relatively to, I think there's about 62 other countries that, that, that take part in this uh, assessment, right? And, and again, unfortunately, we do not invest in the, in the foundation in South Africa. We don't have an, a, a national assessment. Uh, we used to, but it was discontinued. So we have to, in most cases, rely on these types of international assessment to say, okay, are we, are we healthy, are we not, how far are we, um, et cetera, et cetera. So with that said, with the polls, uh, we've seen that English and, and, and Afrikaans uh, usually outperform the other 9-11 official languages. Over and above that is that English and, and Afrikaans uh, learners that write the tests in English and Afrikaans their averages are usually above the country's uh, average. And I think in the last poll, the next poll is coming out to CNA, um, it was run about 370 points, which is mm. basically just below 50%. Mm. So, and then the unfortunate thing about this is that the language that you get taught in is usually a proxy for your economical status in this country. So, um, again, kids in the foundation phase, you get assessed in the language, your home language. Um, so if you see in, for instance, I'm in Cape Town, it's highly, just highly most likely that I'll be taught in a little closer. Mm. If I'm sitting in Mitchell's Plain, my home language would be Afrikaans. If I'm somewhere in uh, 
Cape Town Central, highly likely English. So there is a lot of uh, influences that we make uh, from this, you know, Afrikaans and English outperforms African languages. But yes, um, and to be more specific, it's language uh, languages as um, Isikosa and Sibedi were the lowest two African languages that, um, uh, that, you know, sort of lowest two performing languages in the course assessment. Mm. It's Radio 2000, in case you've just tuned in, 7 to 4, uh, chatting to Nangom. So I'm uh, the CEO of Fundawande, reason we're chatting to her, because there's a report that came out, very disturbing, uh, saying that only 18% of South African grade 4 children can read um, for meaning. So Nangom, so, uh, how much impact sure. did the pandemic have on these findings? Glenn, um, a lot of yeah. impact. And this is the almost uh, extremely concerning uh, thing, is yeah. that when we then look at the same study, the poll study, there has been slight improvement in our education system since 2011. Okay? So we're not taking away that we're not moving. My question yeah. is that we're not moving uh, mm. uh, um, fast enough. And studies that were done by the Western Cape Department of Education um, basically said, you know, we are, we've almost lost uh, half of, of of the learning time uh, during COVID and during school closure and, and, and nutritional timetable. And this has resulted into almost uh, a year of learning um, sort of post the school closure and, and um, rotational timetable. So, for instance, if I was a grade two um, pre-COVID 2019, uh, a grade two learner in 2020 or 2021 knows half of the content than they appear pre-COVID, if that makes sense. So obviously we're dealing with issues not only on already sitting with an inequality of education and a bi-model education system where the rich get richer and the poor get poor, but COVID has exacerbated that gap even further, uh, so what I often call is that we almost like having to do a double catch-up as a system. One, the original uh, catch-up that was always there pre-COVID, and then COVID has been mm-hmm. sort of exacerbated that gap. So it is a concern. Uh, I think we probably won't see some of the impacts now of this in the, in the medium term, but I, my, my hypothesis is within the next, between seven or eight years, the kids that were... Uh, in school closure and rotational timetable in foundation phase, we will see that I think for sure um, towards the exit of, of, of school, unless a targeted intervention by DBE is, is come through. And, 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 and what role can parents play in entrenching the culture of, of reading? Sure, and I think, yeah, I mean, like many of these things, they're quite multifaceted and complex and have many nuances to it. Um, in fact, yesterday at the National Reading Panel, we discussed at length the roles of parents and at home and that reading is just not uh, a thing for the teacher to do within the classroom. So I'm quite glad that you, that, that, that you raised that up. So, look, there are many, uh, let me say, variables or factors that um, are at play here. Some homes, they don't have the resources. Some homes, the only resource is the Bible. In some homes, in a richer household, there are libraries and apps mm. and tablets and all of these things. But I do think that, um, you know, to sort of use this opportunity to say, one, parents need to exercise 
<laughs> over their rights, you know, uh, uh, as, as you know, like basic, uh, the right to basic education is, is, is a right. And therefore, um, parents should be empowered to sort of ask these questions to say, well, if it's a basic right, is my child getting quality education? We are launching a right to read uh, campaign uh, under the Human Rights Commission together with the Legal Resource um, Center, uh, together with the Human Rights Commission, and as well as Section 27 to say we pro- this, this requires an entire society to come in to question and hold government accountable uh, uh, on the quality of education uh, that, that our kids are receiving. So that's the one. And then of course, um, the second one, which, which is a lot more trickier one depending on your social economic status, is to say, you know, if parents uh, 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 can sort of support in, in monitoring their child's uh, reading um, progression, uh, you know, to sort of also read with them at home. Um, if the child comes back with, it, with a, a DBE workbook, you know, sort of engage them, um, sort of uh, be a role model of uh, a reading. Again, this is very difficult. I think these are some of the things, depending on the context, because, I mean, one can make the argument, well, I'm a parent, I can't read and write myself, so how do I help them? But I think we need to also amplify community uh, uh, initiatives and parents need to feel empowered to ask the questions around, is my child getting quality education? And of course, where you can, as much as possible, role model reading. Um, and then I always make an argument to my peers to say, sure, the, 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 the households with the less resources are often in black, in black households. We can use things like oral development. I mean, we are people that love take, talking and, and telling myths and folk tales and whatever the case is. Use those traditional uh, African uh, literacy approaches to engage your kids uh, in these types of skills that is required or they can apply in, in learning how to read. Has the reading panel made any recommendations? And, you know, after this one, uh, Nangams, I'll let you go. Sure. Yes, we have. Uh, we have. I mean, the recommendation, the first and foremost one is normal slogans uh, allocate budget. So yeah. at least from all the assessment that we've done, we've seen the president uh, announced that reading is a priority, uh, but we never saw that uh, uh, reflect in the budget. 80% of the education budget goes to teacher salaries. Um, I'm not sure what the remaining 20% go, go, goes, goes into. So we cannot talk about a priority if we do not, if it doesn't translate into budget. It won't happen. So we know that. So government needs to make sure that there's budget available to address this ticking time bomb that this country is in. The second one we're saying um, is that there needs to be a minimum resource pack that kids in, uh, in public schools have and not just rely on a DBE workbook. Like I mentioned to you earlier on, Different as a socioeconomic status means different access to things, information and resources. And we think that government has the potential to provide what we call a minimum pack where kids can use at home, at school, or wherever. And so on. The third one is saying it is not uh, a good return on investment to only assess kids when they are exiting the schooling system at grade 12. We need to be able to be monitoring our, uh, uh, monitoring our progression of our education system throughout the schooling year. Um, so we are recommending national assessment at the end of grade three, grade six, uh, and again, I think at the end of grade nine. Uh, so we need to be able to, yeah, sort of like keep at it. How far are we? Are we doing well? You know, what else do we need to change? And I suppose then 
uh, the last one, which is linked to the budget one, is like, where is this plan? Ministers, presidents, anything are, 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 are announcing plans, but at least to the work that the panel has done, there was no plan. There's no plan on the website. There's no plan on the DBE website. This plan is not available on on public on, on public platform, which at least in our eyes tells us that uh, you know raises a concern of how serious is DBE about um, intervening or improving the uh, reading literacy rates in South Africa. Nangomso, your passion hopefully will inspire parents and teachers throughout the country. Thank you so much for chatting <laughs> to us. Thanks, Butland. Excellent. There you go, Butland. There you go. CEO of uh, Funda Wande on Radio 2000, Nangomso. Um, that's, uh, it's just gone for a clock. Special news. <laughs>